Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another brand new episode of Off the Top Row Podcast. Just a nigga time, bro. I'm your main man, the host with the rose, the black Hulk Hogan himself, she's Lance Eagle. And of course, I got Big Show in the bag. Um, I don't know where the hell he just came from. Peru is still out there in Brooklyn in the hibernation. And of course, what's the protesting that's going on out there, man? You need to be safe out there. And of course, we got Young Blood over there at Mattapan in the surface somewhere. What's going on with you, boy? Chill, man. Gotta be safe and careful. Y'all can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you a little bit. Brooklyn. What's going on, fellas? Oh, bless. My day Roger's back. Dukes, where you at? I'm just chilling, you know, in the crib, relaxing. Just uh, think about going to a barbecue today. That's right. Mm. Brother's nice. <laughs> Still um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We try to get this done so we can go to our receiving barbecue today, folks. Um, before we get to before we get to today's show, to talk about what I'm What am I going to say? Uh, before we get into this episode today, a Friday night smackdown. We give special shout out to Anchor. It was a podcast platform that we need. Yeah. To make our podcast happen, off the top of podcast, please support us, support OTTR, hashtag support OTTR, hashtag OTTR, hashtag off the top row, off the top row podcast. You can find us anywhere. You can find us on Twitter, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, off the top row podcast. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, and Radio Puppet Podcast as well. Um... Anything you me. All the other people will come in with a waiter. Back, I don't know what he just appeared to, but we might have a female co-host. But we're still working out the little stuff behind that. So, um, nonetheless, that's our special for the day. We're going to get into it. Um, involving last night's Friday night. Um, stupid, oh, the stupid-ass ugly segment was something I know. Me and young boy is gonna talk massive shit about. <laughs> so we got Jay Young um gives us an apparently update of what happened outside the performance center. Supposed to be Elias was involved in an accident. Car that car that car didn't even hit that goddamn tree. Jesus Christ. Oh, only that the only that the case about that thing was a stupid ass tire park. Nonetheless, um, car crashes into a tree, ambulance is taped off the area. The talk about with the cops, the sheriff's office, the cops is um looking throughout um the car, they find the registration for Jeff Hardy. They find a whiskey bottle opened up in the driver's seat. Taylor Braxton then interviews Braun Strowman, the universal champion on the accident. He can't believe what the hell just happened. Work gets up, they found Jeff Hardy stumbling in the intoxicated besides the type of trailer, EMTs and cops found him. Somebody they arrest, the cops arrested him, and as mm-hmm. Jeff sees the damage plan, sees the wires on the stretcher, he shows his he shows he shows his frightening emotions, and yet he gets escorted to the cop car. Um, and then they take the wires 
in the ambulance to a medical facility nearby. He's going to commercial break when we get more further updates. What in the fuck are y'all doing, WWE? Oh, this is too early to do this Kyrie shit because I gave a lot of Kyrie's last several episodes, last several weeks of the shit. And what you guys are doing, you're utilizing this off-screen um, tragedies involving the DUIs and drinking and pills and all this shit that's going on, and you're incorporating this shit into a fucking story? Are you kidding me? Like, no. I, I actually had to read the tweet from Matt Hardy and and and, and Reggie Hardy about the whole I mean about the whole thing. They did it like that. And I'm on this side with this. This is exactly what WWE capitalizes the bullshit on when it comes to this fucking company. They're gonna take outside a little fucking story much and it's intertwining a little bit blood a little bit blood blood division of reality to what we see as professional wrestling and you're giving us this shit Right here, right now, especially with the one person that we know that have a most most horrific um, tragedies involving in his life, from his mother to his house being burnt down, and you know him, just him, up, and even him working the show against Sting, intoxicated and can't even maneuver the right way, and yet somehow this one company, huh, this this shit takes the cake. As of right here, right now, forget the TNA incident back then. This took the cake, and this is what made me frown. And surprisingly, I was watching my baby nephew last night watching this, and I couldn't even turn the TV because I couldn't entertain him for a couple hours. So, I'm going to change this to anything on the goddamn planet instead of seeing that bullshit open that I seen on Friday Night Smackdown last night. Making a mockery out of this. And then, you want to try to give him this whole one last run bullshit? Forget about that shit now. <laughs> Forget about that shit now. Forget it. Like I don't care if he has a full year under his belt after right here, right now. This is by far ridiculousness. Like seriously, like I'm that fucking pissed off. I'm that upset. Jeff, I said this before. I'm gonna keep saying this to the day that I hear that your contract is run to expire. You do not need to re-sign with these jokes for real. For real, my, my God, please go to Matt, go to AEW, work a comfortable schedule that way, and at 10 times more happen. at least he can have something to talk about with Jake and Roberts because those two are almost the I mean, those two are like almost the same identical situations that happen with them. Drugs and alcohol have ruined their career. Mm. Like, this fucking disgusting. I didn't even get that piece of shit a grade. It was like no grade, default, whatever. I went on a tirade, and I had it with this shit when it comes to the Jeff Hardy story. You know what I mean? WWE, if you try to fucking keep him, do the right thing and book him the right fucking way. Not this mediocre bullshit of, of a car that really even looked like it got crashed at all. Like, if you really look at the car, the car doesn't look fucking damaged. So why in the so why in the fuck so why in the fuck are you trying to put him in that type of situation? I just don't understand that. They're making a clown out of this man, and this is not funny. I mean, it's funny because he it's funny because he paints his face like Sting does, 
but they're making him into a fucking clown. Straight clown. Jesus, man. Like, he, he, yo, and then the math that, I just want to say before I am my tyrant, even my younger cousin, who has stopped watching wrestling for over 15 years, watched SmackDown last night, and he seen the open, he was like, they're doing the most. This is exactly what he said, and I quote, is doing the most. That's right. I am totally, I am totally disgusted. I'm totally, I'm totally disgusted by this. Disgusted by this. Now we have a, now we have a, haven't been around, haven't been around. So it's wrong with that shit. Seriously. Young blood, I know you got a lot of shit to say. Go ahead, man. I said to come in with a ring when this angle popped up. Your name was the first one that popped up on my list. WWE man, I don't, uh, you know, I, I sometimes wonder if you have access to Spotify and you happen to type off the top ropes podcast and hear the things that I say about you and your boss. So let me run it down a little bit. For some odd particular reason, when I see this, and then okay, I walk. Okay, I tuned in a little late. Probably like, I don't know how long the segment was, but I know I probably was like, what, three minutes in. So I probably didn't, I didn't see the car part. When I came, when I, when I tuned in, the first thing I seen, or I, then I thought I heard was they found Jeff Hardy in the bushes and I did with some cops. And then I saw Kurt Angle's son. And then I saw Jamie Noble. And, um, you know, and I was like, did Jeff Hardy get jumped? They didn't have it. Oh, or is Jeff Hardy drunk? I you, you know, I walked in a little late. I didn't know what was going on. Put a pineapple juice or some and then, so I got these. Um, got pineapple. And then he got arrested. Cut up. Okay. Um, okay. Then he got carried off. And okay. then I see the car. Thank you. And I was saying to myself, as Jeff Hardy and the cops were walking, I'm saying to myself, please, don't let there be a car. So, the camera panned off, and then I see Elias in the picture, and then I see the car, and then I'm like, okay. I thought to myself, did WWE really want Rikishi to return now? Because if so, now is not the time. The fact of the matter is, I've seen this story before. WWE and the love of incidents <coughs> with cars, I just don't, I just don't get. Okay. Uh, if it's not somebody entering in one, it's always somebody either crashing in one or getting hit by one. When it comes to storylines. Or, or someone gets awarded one and then someone trashes the goddamn car on the same night. This Jeff Hardy storyline, listen, it's 2020. That type of storyline with Jeff Hardy. Hell, this whole fucking thing. Can I tell you that it ran its course years ago? 
in my personal opinion, honestly, I yeah. honestly believe it ran its course in fucking TNA. I, I kind of ranted about this weeks ago when they first announced this whole, oh, this is the second coming or whatever the fuck, the, uh, the, the, the rebirth, the resurrect, whatever the fuck they want to call this shit now. Because listen, I've seen so many comeback stories with this dude. I've heard so many names and I'm thinking, damn, they're recycling old storylines. Dude, back in late 2008, okay, when they was trying to like push Jeff Hardy, but not push him at the same time when he was chasing that WWE championship. And they had plans for Christian being the real person to attack Jeff Hardy. You know, the pyro incident, getting ran off the road and shit like that. How many automobile accidents is this dude going to be involved in in a fucking storyline? And the balance of, what, 10, 11, 12 years. It's like, you know, I do agree with, you know, with the fact that Jeff Hardy should leave. Because while Jeff Hardy was treated and respected as an athlete, as a professional wrestler, as the person that the fans loved in other areas, no matter what, every time when, w, uh, every time when Jeff Hardy comes back to WWE, they treat him like he's still a drug addict. I mean, when TNA did it, it happened because it legitimately happened on their expense. That was Jeff Hardy's fault. He got high. He got fucked up. He couldn't fight in Victory Road that night. He's the reason why they had to bring it up, because he was on drugs. He's the reason why they had to turn things on the fly. But even beforehand and after that, they made him work. They made him fucking earn his way in. He had to fucking earn up his bullshit decision. That's the only reason why that TNA would bring up his drug, uh, his drug use, because it happened on their expense. They didn't care about his past. They didn't bring up his past. They didn't bring it in a fucking storyline. They fucking sat there and treated him as a fucking man, as an athlete, as a pro wrestler, as an accomplished fucking veteran. One half of the greatest tag teams of this fucking industry in the fucking wrestling world. He goes to the Ring of Honor. It's the same thing. They don't fucking talk about his past drug issues. If they if they was gonna talk about his past, they talk about his past accomplishments. That's it. Even in the fucking indies, look, not that long ago, it's pretty obvious that even before the internet goes, look, anytime if any reaction of Jeff Hardy's past was to uh, generate a reaction from the fans. It's always on Jeff Hardy's behalf because he said way back in 03 that he lost uh, passion for professional wrestling. When he went to Ring of Honor and that word went out, they booed the shit out of him because of what Jeff Hardy said. But it's always based off his actions on why the fans react. But you can't say the same thing about WWE because they always want to make some fucking comeback story based on what the hell he done in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. You're bringing up shit that was brought up and was made a big deal back when I was in my early 20s. Okay? The last time there was a comeback story, bruh, I just dumped my ex for three years because she was being an annoying bitch. All right? I don't need another fucking storyline based on the same shit as a married man. I mean, ain't the first and foremost, dudes, WWE, you got to also realize that also in time, people like this also create families. They become fathers. Jeff Hardy has daughters. 
for crying out fucking loud. Okay? You're bringing up shit from his past that was relevant before his kids were. Now since his kids are, whatever happened and whatever was, rele- whatever was relevant in the past should be irrelevant and should be left in the past. It should be mixed up with my feces in the fucking toilet. But that's all I got to say about that. Any of y'all two got anything to say before we move forward? Hold up, hold up. I got to say something on this one because legit... This is what this is why I keep saying AEW is better. Hell, Impact Wrestling is better. What they doing is the same thing that remember how we did Dark Side of the Ring of the of the World Warriors. That's the same thing that that they did. Remember how they had Huck up on a Titantron with draws and he got pushed off and Animal. Yep. Was, Animal did not like it at all. Can they bring it? Per- yep. They bring the personal. It's the same thing. What they doing? And if we already take a look at it, take a look at how bad the acting was with this. CM Punk even said it. It's like, yo, this is like it's a shame. It's shame. It's shameful. Take a look at how Braun Strowman was acting during the whole entire time. What's the name? Take a look at how the cops was. I'll have it ready for you. Somehow, some way, you can literally sit there, smell the bottle, saw the, saw the paper, it was like Jeff Hardy. Yay. <laughs> like, you automatically like, damn. And I do remember, the, and I do agree with Nick Youngblood on this one because you want to know why, Youngblood? I so called remember, I watched TNA when Jeff Hardy was there, but the redemption yep. of Jeff Hardy was much better than what De- what WWE is doing. Yeah, this story was legit because if you take a look at it, he had a, like he came back from his drug related issues, came back. It had a fight mostly everybody to earn the respect. He was clean. He was clean throughout his whole run. Mm-hmm. And it's not until he came back to WWE that all of a sudden, oh, Jeff Hardy got a reservoir. What the fuck is going Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from that alone, what why like I agree with I agree with y'all. He should leave. If if he'll go to AEW, hell go back to Impact. They showed up respect to him. And it's sad, man. It's sad to know of one of our greatest wrestlers that that we know watching growing up is getting treated like that. Matt Hardy says something about this. Even see a punk says something about this. And he even Matt Hardy's wife says something about this. And that, oh. of course, Matt Hardy's wife is gonna say something about it because that's his brother-in-law. Like that's her brother-in-law. So of course it's gonna be defend the, defend the family. But it's just knowing that. The wrestlers yeah, that they used to work together, you know, or, or all three of them used to work at Impact together. That's how the broken Matt Hardy, the broken brothers, got really over in that company. That's why WWE started noticing that, and they, that's why they bought yep. him because because Impact wasn't trying to pay him, and they owed him money. 
Mm-hmm. So there was a lot more reasons, and then you know, Matt got to a creative situation. That's yep. why they ended up leaving. That's why they popped out at that WrestleMania, and that's why they won the tag titles. And you know what? Let me just say this was, one more thing for you. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead, bro. But but here's the thing. Nah, I was yeah. nah, I, nah, I was just gonna say that whole movement between them leaving Impact and going to WWE only took a week. Yeah, yeah, but so imagine it was really. They were that hot to that point that they knew they only waited for the money. And they tried to say, okay, if we can end our careers the right way, we'll stay here. But if not, yep. we are going to leave it. And that's exactly what Matt said. That's exactly what Matt did. And just more likely going to do the same thing. As uh, I'm sorry to say, but it's sad to know what a great professional wrestler Jeff Hardy is. Just sit yeah. there and see. Like, how he getting the like uh, how he's get being thrown under the bus for bringing up his real life issues to the world. Yeah. Like just that whole start of the show made me realize like yo what else can he do? What else could WWE could do to piss off fans? All and all this shit for raise at the same time. But but true wrestling fans, we all know that we all know this is a storyline, but just by bringing the realness out of it, who is who is really hurting? Is it hurting is cause if we take a look at it, it hurt Elias because he's part of the storyline. It hurt Jeff Hardy because if you really take a look at it. We watched Jeff Hardy. We know what they was gonna do. We know. Y'all keep hyping Jeff Hardy up. Okay, yeah, Jeff Hardy. All right, his his second coming. Yeah, this is his last. This is his last run. This is this this that and the third. But yet now, all right, you he fought he fought Sheamus Cesaro, and then now. Was supposed to go against Daniel Bryan this this past Friday night SmackDown, and now can't do it because y'all want to do this goddamn shit. Peru, I'm, you got anything to yeah, say? I was, I was, you I was waiting for you guys. You know, I didn't want to interrupt. So I thought that shit was tasteless, disgusting, and I, that shit didn't make no sense. Like, what the fuck is WWE doing? Mocking somebody that's substance abuse, man. I work with substance abuse people on a daily basis, and it comes to children. That shit is not a joking matter. That shit was, that shit really turned me off. Like I was really disappointed. I know Jeff Hardy, you know, he approved the storyline and whatnot, but, but like it ain't, it ain't worth it, man. That shit ain't worth it. That right, that's a fucking dud. Disgusting yeah. and tasteless. I mean. The last, the last thing I got to say is that just imagine. I mean, I know going back is going back for the money. Um, mm-hmm. But just though, just just understand real quick. Just imagine because you're like, you're, you're the Hardys. And you started off there, basically. You knew how you was treated. You knew where you start. You knew where you started. You started 
in a way as jobbers to being part of the King of the Ring 90, 1996 entrance by opening the doors and then continuing being jobbers and then being Kane's whipping boys in the debut days and then legit having your career resurgence when you started teaming up with Michael Hayes becoming tag champions for the first time, then becoming a new brood, then going through Terry slut ass, and then becoming the Hardys, and becoming the Hardys and Leah Team Extreme, and then becoming the Hall of Fame tag team that you know that you are. But the thing is, you know, you know, as a competitor and as a human being, you know about your abilities, but the only thing about it is it's only you and not the company. So it's either when you either leave or quit or get fired and you go somewhere else, you go to some, you go to a company, you go to a wrestling organization that sees the same thing you see about yourself. And especially Matt Hardy, you, you legit remade yourself somewhere else and it got you over based on what you did. So you mm-hmm. think that when WWE sees that, everybody has this because everybody watches Everybody don't want to sit and admit it, but they watch and they see what happens and they see the success. Okay? You want to gamble. And I put Austin Aries on that list. People gamble to see that if they made a name and if WWE is taking these same guys that made a name elsewhere, and if they have this false hope of like, damn, some of them made it. But they must have not paid attention to see those that didn't. Now, when it comes to the Hardys, they had to, they had to gamble. I know they went back for the money. They went back. They gambled. They felt like, I feel like they felt like they made a big enough name somewhere else after all these years being gone that they would be treated differently from when they first were there going all the way up to when they left officially. Last chance to hope is when they returned. And then it went from shit to there because they didn't capitalize on the success or the gimmick. I understood the lawsuit issues with Impact Wrestling and WWE at the time. But even after the fact, and even when they had it, they fucked it up. Exactly. Even now with the lawsuit, WWE has so much money, they could fucking just take it from They fucked it up and they turned around. They didn't know what to do with Matt Hardy. They went. They turned him back to the original Hardy boy. They put him back together. Jeff's gone. Everything went to shits. And it went back to exactly square fucking one. After all these years and making a name, WWE just tore it down bit by bit. To the point now that people that's watching Matt Hardy and AEW that's looking at his gimmick and calling it trash or because they only knew it from the WWE era and they're not even hip to when it started, which is (laughs) which is sad. And yet they're fans, fans, my nuts. (laughs) But that's all I got to say about this crap. After this crap, it goes into the Coming back from the commercial, when we get the SmackDown locker room, they're worried about Elias and Jeff Hardy, what's going to happen with the AJ Squash and whatever, blah, blah, blah. AJ Styles is like, nope, I'm taking my bye. I'll see whoever is. I'll see whoever the hell is going to be at the finals, whatever. So he he want no part of it. He walks away. Everyone's arguing, making suggestions. Daniel Bryan suggested a match plan, but whoever the hell this guy mediating the whole entire thing, like, is he, like, running, like, the locker room? Like, who is this? I have yeah, no I idea. So, he's, I yeah, he's, 
Now he's over there making the whole damn decision of now it ends up gonna be a ten man battle royal. I'm on Wikipedia. Um, I don't know who the fuck who, this is. Yeah. Who's gonna who's gonna face Daniel Bryan later on that night? So AJ just upset about that so he, so he walks away. Of course King Corbin got something to say about the that. King. Uh huh. And of course Sheamus of course Sheamus in the midst of all this cracks on Jack you know, cracks on Jeff Hardy for his substance abuse issues. I, I see. I don't even like saying that. Ugh. God, disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this whole bullshit segment, I, I mean, I give it no grade the same thing, because this is connected to the first segment. Then go to the commercial break afterwards. There's no point of, there's no point of talking about that bullshit. Nope. Coming back, we get the 10-man battle royal. Right, we get, right, we get the 10-man battle royal um, who's going to face Daniel Ryan later on tonight. Um, notably, we see King Corbin eliminate four guys, including Drew Gulak. What the fuck? What a what a return! Now I gotta go. On, now I gotta go on another tirade real quick. You gonna act like he wasn't there? See, <laughs> you could, and now all of a sudden you are gonna treat him like dirt? What the fuck? Just, what the bloody fuck? Thank you, young boy. Just everything that your boy is, is probably thinking and probably about to say. I'm already feeling the same way because most notably was that. I'm like, are you serious? I could have had him on AEW right about now for this open challenge. And you mean to tell me that he signed? And we don't even know what the disclosure of his um, of his contract is now. I don't know if he signed for two years, a year, five years, what? Now that's the question mark. How long is he trapped there for? <laughs> he fucked up. Damn. He pulled a fucking um Mike Canellis move. Five year deal, and he gone and won. Yeah. And then he signed, and then he ended up getting. And then he ended up getting no deal afterwards, and then they end up releasing them. You post the videos on Instagram. During the match, oh damn, yo, during the match, he gets shades of the bar reunite. We are uh, the bar, right? But at the end of all this, Seamus come out to Victor within 12 minutes. And he had a one-on-one piece about with um Jimmy or Jay Uso, whoever the one that's still left. Jay. And, uh, he, he as again the bro kicked on him from the outside apron. Boom! Connected to the floor. I gave him a solid three stars. Um, guess he wanted to try to say the right person won. I didn't want to keep Corbin the one, but Drew Gulak. That's 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 what affected my grade more because you embarrassed him by getting him eliminated early on. In the first wave, you gonna save them for later? Like hell. Like it's all about how they coordinate these things and that it's like now nah, you're gonna go first, you're gonna go second, third, fourth, fifth. You two are gonna be the dead last ones. And like Drew, you should never fucking sign. Like you should never, never fucking sign. Put him in anywhere. Put him in any company right now. Put him in any other company right now besides there. And I know Dean Bryan would have respected that, but I feel like I feel like they only gave him the money because Dean Bryan pushed him to. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Thinking that same thing. Thank you for saying that. Cause there's no way, there's no way. I mean, if I was in his shoes, I know this other company that's out there, like the old school territories now, was starting to be for me, and. Hopefully, Master P as he up his game with his whole wrestling promotion. And let's see what happens there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just I just feel like this whole thing. Uh, Some bullshit. I don't even know what the hell you say. 
I just really say Drew Gulak should not be there right now. That's honestly me just saying that. That's all I really got to say about that. I'm I'm just in complete disgust about that part. I'm lukewarm about the winner. Lukewarm about certain people that got out and who was the last one that was left. So I was like, damn. Oh, I just realized something. <laughs> but you're gonna but you're gonna realize some bullshit later on during this um during this show. So figure that one out. Um today we're gonna switch it up. Um young blood, you got the four second crew. I know since you I know that you ain't eating, so you're gonna go first, do what you gotta go after. <laughs> An asshole. All right. So, okay, here. <laughs> All right. Um the segment, I don't know who the ball dude was. But big ups to uh, to uh, Don Ziggler for bringing up the name Jack Tunney. That was actually pretty funny. Um, the <laughs> Battle Royal, it was uh, it was cool, you know. I mean, but Drew, why? I mean, if you was gonna be in the Battle Royal, and you didn't, did you at least pinch the bitch? <laughs> Anyways. It's kind of fucked up, at least to me, that he wasn't at least the final three or the final two, you know? A Sheamus versus Drew Gulak would have been good, you know? But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a three, but sidebar, it was a late thought, in the you know, during the match, and it hit me because I'm like, fuck, I wish it hit me on Monday or Tuesday after, you know, when we did this podcast. Um, WWE, how does it feel now that after, and the superstars as well, that after all these years that you was on social media talking shit about the independent wrestling and about the fact that they have small crowds and now that y'all have small crowds now because of, you know, what's going on, how does that feel? Because I know you miss your big crowds and now you're getting that independent wrestling treatment. And I ain't got no problem with it. A crowd's a crowd to me. But, you know, judging after what we just talked about with the first segment and how everything is just being, you know, shitted on based on their fucked up decisions, karma is just going to keep striking down. So, yeah, I just thought I would share that personal thought when I was watching this match in this Battle Royal because, you know, I ain't going to lie. In some parts, it was it was like, you know, I walked out the room, I zoned out a few and then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm not going to sit there and bullshit you. I was still kind of like thinking to myself, so y'all going to have a battle royal because Jeff Hardy's and, you know, is arrested. What kind of shit is this? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. You know, um, I had a very different vibe watching SmackDown last night. And um, I mean, <clears throat> It was probably just a segment alone. Around this time, I was curious and thinking about how this was all going to play out, to be honest with you. So that was a distraction for me throughout the night. Until, never mind. But um, we'll get to the last batch eventually. Um, so I'll save that. I'm done. Carew? So... When Seamus won the Battle Royal, I knew something was up. I was like, oh, man, it's going to be some bullshit. Now, mm-hmm. now, who else? I mean, 
I was thinking, I was like, it could have had somebody else won, but you know, continuity with the storylines, I figured I knew what was going to happen as we will discuss later in the show. But I'm like, you know, it, it that shit was a dud like two shits and it's all a C plus. It shouldn't even happen. It should let Elias even have an opportunity to show that he belongs in the WWE, have a good match with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan can make anybody fucking look good. This is AJ Styles and a top tier wrestlers. At least allow him to have that match, have the opportunity to show that he can do more than fucking sing country music. Beautiful to have a match with AJ. So, oh, AJ, right? Would it be with AJ? Oh, yes, AJ, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was with- and it was supposed to be Jeff versus Daniel Bryan. And I'm just like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. WBI b- dropped the ball big time yet again. And I'm just like, this shit left a, a sour taste in my mouth. Like, I just ate some bad pussy. That's what it was like. <laughs> some bad puss. <laughs> the bad kitty. Tragic. Stink. Stink kitty. Meow. So that shit was a fucking dud. Dud. Dukes, go. We got the floor. I, crew, I like I like how you use um two sisters Torsi flush. <laughs> I like that because I I feel the same way. It's two sisters Torsi flush for me. Um, if you really take a look at it, you have two wrestlers, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Both of their components are out. Yeah, I started doing battle royal for Daniel Bryan. What about for AJ? He wanted to be a buy. That was he's the best. <laughs> but still. Wait, not like that. Not like that. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But if if y'all want to, the last two people that was in the ring should go at day one of them at day Brian, the other one for AJ Styles. Last two. The last two was Sheamus and Jay Uso. Now, now, surprisingly, I'm happy that Jay Uso was in this one because that that gives, like I said, and I said a while back, help make tag team, make those people that was in tag team wrestlers branch out and make them as stars. Now y'all make Jay Uso a star because Jimmy Uso is out for injury. Put him in a, put him in that little bracket. For that, um, in the Cardinal Championship, but since Sheamus was in it, I know why, which just sucks. And but this whole entire thing gets gets up, gets like a real disgusting taste in my mouth from that. I can still taste it too. <laughs> and it tastes bad. Well, I was going to. But I give this one two shit. It's gonna, be, well, it's gonna be worse. Uh, then we go to the backstage. It's gonna be we're we're we're, we're going backstage. Sorry, Deville cuts a promo on our next opponent coming up, which is Lacey Evans. They follow up with what's been some Twitter battle going on between them, which resulted in this next uh, next upcoming match. But before we get that bullshit ass oh match, God. um, 
coming back from <laughs> coming back from commercial break. Shorty G's beat um backstage arguing his case with Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura. Just um Cesaro's making short jokes towards Shorty G, obviously. Shorty G lays a punch in before the rest of the V. He walks away. That was a C minus. Now you want to start utilizing the short guy? <sighs> I got no edit. Shorty G. I got no I got no energy for this. I, I got no energy for that. Like right here, right now. What's Cesaro and Sh- Shisuke Nakamura doing? Like they're now they're flying in the air too. <laughs> are they are they attacking? Yeah, because Sammy's, Sammy's gone. I mean, so what? Right, fuck? Sammy's gone. King, King Corbin is low key doing his own thing on his singles run. Yeah. So who else have they got? Chad Gable getting that push. Like, Jesus, this is ridiculous. See, I took Ben says Cesaro should have been left too. My God, I feel so bad for him right now. Then we go into the second match. Then we go into the second match. If y'all want to talk about that last part, go ahead. I feel bad for Cesaro. I feel bad for fucking Cesaro. (laughs) That too. Like, I know we all feel bad for Cesaro. We also got to feel bad for Sisuke because we came in. Hey, all, have all, big I is, hey, all I know is he loves Florida. He even said, so why leave that? Yeah. So he... I like, can't even knock him for that. He ain't anywhere. Going to the second match. Lacey Evans versus Sonya Deville. This was a no contest. Both of these girls get counted out. Brawlers, who's outside the ring afterwards. Uh, then Sonya Deville grabs a headset and says... Uh, but look, next time, Blondie, some shit like that. This is only five medium minutes. Oh my god! I gave it a one and a half star, but now I have a now I have a look at it back. I'm like, really, five minutes? This should have been like, uh, like okay, Lacey, like you were buffed up to be this next person about to hold the belt, and then now look what the fuck are you doing now? Like, where the fuck is this about to go? Now Sonya's getting lost. In this. Now Sonya's getting lost in this shuffle. So I know Fast is gonna be pissed about this. So two shits in the toilet seat flush. No, matching matter of fact, no matter of fact, I'm not pulling. I'm not pulling a dude today. Five fucking flaming trash cans. This stinks. This is the Joker's um. laughing gas. I'm done. There's nothing more for me to say about that. This is Joker's laughing gals, and we're dying of miserable laughter. So this is laughing. This is killing it to death. Man, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I called this shit weeks ago. I said that when it came to her heel turn, her promos, it was for a purpose. And the purpose was Mandy Rose. And I said that I hope that after this feud with Mandy Rose or whatever, I hope she keeps this fire and that it goes somewhere. We fast forward to last night and you said the reason why we had this match. I've seen it too, right? So I'm going to be 100% real with you. When I found out that this match was happening because of a Twitter beef, I said to myself, this is the most high school shit I ever seen in my life. <laughs> so, when I rate this match, I rate this match a channel switch because I flipped the channel <laughs> when this match happened. The bell said ding, I said switch, and then I came back, and then I saw that whole thing when, you know, first and foremost, I didn't know it was a count out until right now in this episode. 
That's I, that shows you. I didn't even watch the fucking highlights. Two, I only came back to when Lacey Evans swung her into the announce table that looked like it hurt, by the way. And that whole thing with the headset talking about next time Blondie. And then I add that with the shit that I flipped the channel for. The reason why I flipped the channel for in the first place, the whole high school fucking Twitter shit. If that does not tell you that is some high school shit, and then you're going to end a fight by some chick calling some girl Blondie, and not... I'm glad I flipped the channel. <laughs> AEW wasn't on last night, and I went to TNT. <laughs> oh shit. Yo. I'm dying. I'm dying. Yo, I'm dead, dog. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Gotcha. Who's writing SmackDown again? Wait, help me out. Who's writing SmackDown again? Bruce <laughs> Pritchard. <laughs> This guy doesn't do it. He just, I mean, he, you know, see, he just gets the green light for me on things. Is Bruce that's really negotiating and, oh. and overseeing creative and the head writing and shit? Which, matter of fact, they fired the head writing. I mean, the leading um head writing too. So that's already that's mm-hmm. already why that this little gimmick probably came up. Bruce, man. So you take a look at you know, Vince was like this. Good shit. Man, I'm I'm sorry. Let me just say this last thing for Bruce. Bruce Pritchard. Listen, man. You gotta remember that is not the 1990s anymore. So this shit ain't gonna go through today. But as far as your character, I still love you. Thank you. That's all I got. Karu. Wow. This is the first time I ever heard Nick sing. Yo, Nick is on a I don't blame him. Shit. This is more to come. I don't blame him. Oh, God. I'm loving this shit. <laughs> Listen, SmackDown put on a shitty, shitty show, so this is what they're gonna get. Uh, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say no more. <laughs> I get you next. Oh my god! Man. What the fuck, yo? How the hell you built Sonya this beast on a mic and then she ends with like and. Keep my damn great. And, sec- and secondly, wait, wait, and secondly, <laughs> out of all things, why lazy out of all people? Like, what is she like? This, like, if you're going for yeah. a rough, tough girl and shit like that, then it has to be like a popular, pretty girl. And what? <sighs> my God, Dukes, just please just go. It was your turn anyway. I'm about to have a seizure right now. This is <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I'll put like this. Now, for the, all the viewers out there to know, a little a little known fact. Me, Shizlansky, and Youngblood all came from the same high school. Now, I'll probably bet y'all that we probably seen some shit like this in our lifetime in high school. 
probably all the four years of the high school that we was at. And I do agree, young blood, this is some high school shit. I I I put a you, I young blood, I changed the <laughs> channel. No. Um what I did was I it was on. I got up, went to the bathroom, took a shit, flushed wash your hairs, flush the toilet, came back, still on. I was like, I'm gonna take a nap. Because this is some bullshit. Um, and it really wasn't automatically some bullshit, and I give it really two <sighs> shit to the toilet flush. I had to breathe. I had to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> After that bullshit ass match, <laughs> we get the we get a promo from the Forgotten Sons. I really didn't get this video. I didn't even give this a grade. I wasn't really paying attention, so no contest, <laughs> no uh, NA on that one. But you know, I still do my fist bump, so I guess I could give it a D because I did it. <laughs> yeah, no, at least <laughs> at least that. Um, then custom backs, and we get a West of West Nikki Cross talking and shit like that. And then we get the New Day sneaking up, surprising them on the way to the ring, going to the commercial break. We're leading up to this moment of bliss episode. Well, edition that we have coming from the commercial break. And then we got a special guest, New Day coming out. New Day gives me uh, Nikki Cross gives them Scottish pancakes. <laughs> 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 in a, a small-ass box, by the way. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Like, I didn't understand that part. <laughs> um, so then we had the New Day pulls out a stick and sugar and blessed it, and I guess blessed, blessed his cup with it and gave it back to him, whatever that little side show was. Then New Day talks about the Forgotten Sons making an impact and talking up the storm until we see Bailey and Sasha Banks come out and interrupt this. Sasha Banks then throws her jacket at Alexa Bliss. She's trying to fight her, but Nikki's, hold, but Nikki's holding her back. And he's like, you know what? I like to think and we see Alexa Bliss thanking Bailey for beating I mean for being in Charlotte last week. Uh, I said at the point, but um, as Elizabeth Bliss then pointed out, there's five championships in his ring. It looks at Sasha. Why you guys are picking on the Mexican girl? <laughs> We're just picking on the Mexican girl because she has no championship yet. Hey, listen, but in this case, black. we had. You know the new day. They were black too. They got belts too. So I gotta make it the. I gotta make a diversion in this. It's like yeah, yeah. Seeing like the light skinned girl, the light skinned caramel girl, whatever. All right. However, I can try to paraphrase this. And how can she have a championship belt? Ooh. Then we have Bailey and mm-hmm. Sasha talking. They're smack back and all is that. They were the first women's tag team champions, and they can beat them and take their belts back. So, uh, so I pretty much Alexa wants to smoke. It was like, all right, Bailey hypes up. Um, they basically did the same thing what they did with Miz and Morris's little thing to Braun. They did a copy and paste here. And then we see, um, and then we see um, Bailey hyping up Sasha to go one on one against Bailey right here, right now. She can squash you right here, right now. Bailey actually falls for this and gets the referee out. What the fuck was that? They did a copy and paste from one promo to another. In separate weeks, disgusting. 
C plus only because Nikki Cross actually shining and she actually made me laugh. And she continues to make me laugh when she's at the commentary table um, with Bailey. Then they're talking this match with each other. And then we get the third match with Sasha Mason and Alessa Bliss. Y'all want to talk about that moment of Bliss bullshit? No, I, I had a moment of piss. Boom. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just want to say, <laughs> Nick, I just want to say two things. Shout out, shout out Sasha Banks for having that um, arm bracelet or on her arm for the yes. superstar that passed away. God, Hannah. I forgot her name again. I'm so yeah. sorry. But Hannah Kamara. There we go. Sasha Banks had that on. Mm-hmm. Yes. She had that on, mm-hmm. so I appreciate that. You know, real, like real, real. That's real. My only, my only thing for that promo, like you said, it was a copy and paste of what they did last week with Miz and Morrison. By the way, that song is available on all music platforms. Download it. Um, that's my, you know, my cheap plug. Second, third, uh, what are we doing? Shebanks, like, we have nothing to do. Because of you know, because of COVID nineteen, obviously we're extending that feud. But come on, man! Like this shit is getting horrible. That's my friend, <laughs> cheesy ass joke. Charlotte Junior, that was so fucking. Who makes these jokes? <laughs> All right, I'm. A, I'm to say this. I'm gonna say this. It's a moment <laughs> of bull. Bull. Because legit, I'm sorry. All right, y'all got Lou Dead. You have Nikki Cross, Lesser Bliss, Bailey, and Sasha. Why? And and my whole mindset, I'm sitting back and was like. It's only gonna be time for like a at least a tag team match or a one on one between one between one of these two. And I was right. And from that, WWE, you're all, you're still Thanks, predictable man. because at the end, it's because it's like we all kind of think if you can watch SmackDown or you can watch Raw, y'all can literally sit there and be like this. I can see what's going to happen now. And it, it actually happens. And from that, I get that whole segment. Two shits are tossy flush. Do do face. What a shame. What a shame. What a, what a shame. And what a friend is Bailey. So we are going to see that crumble going to start happening. Ha ha ha. He he. Coming from commercial break, we get the third match. And we get Sasha Banks versus Alyssa Bliss. Sasha Banks got the fire ass on. Yo, she, she got the fire ass Jordans on. It's like, yo, most notable. Pull them off a shame. Don't kick you actually fucking fire. I don't care what those says. I, that, that, that caught my attention first. So that was actually one fire, one flame emoji. Boom. But nonetheless, this was six minutes. Sasha wins. I forgot what the whole finish was. I turn my blind. I mean, I turn my eye for three seconds, and all of a sudden, ding, 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 happen. What the fuck? But the most, but the most notable out of all this was the whole back and forth confrontation between Nikki Cross and Bailey. Basically, we got Corey Grace over here on the hillside when you say Reverend Bailey, right? Basically, it's like a lawyer 
mean, a lawyer and I mean, a lawyer and his um and his client. Same thing over here. We got like almost like a commentary court going on. My uh, Michael Cole is being re- is being represented by Bailey. I mean, I mean, is represented by Nikki Cross. <laughs> that caught most of the attention of this match. I'm sorry. So this whole in ring, every match kind of affected the grade, but it was more of the commentary that kind of like blended it in and made it safe. But why would you have the match for? Because I just had a tag team match, and then the both of them could have got. I mean, the both teams could have got over that way, not just one on one. But ugh, six minutes, two point seventy five stars. I said my tirade already. <laughs> but at least saw, but at least also redeemed herself. Like even without a belt, bitch, I could still win. <laughs> so let's get it. Black, black power as are right here, oh, right now. So shut, shut this blonde Barbie down. Shout out to JD from New York two one six. By the way, hopefully that he listens. Uh young blood, you got the floor. Um. So go figure this match happened. I mean, I ain't surprised. This is like a, one of the formulas that WWE do that I'm sick of next to the fucking, hey, women having a triple threat title match, put them in a tag match. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of the formula shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, first and foremost, I will say that next to the sneakers, I will say that what Sasha had on wrestling last night, I honestly think that should be an off and on thing. I think it made it look it, shit. She looked more like herself in that fucking form wrestling a match. I feel that attire. I'm just saying. I know it's a street gear, but I feel that attire like real shit. I mean, that's just for me. So a plus with the attire for me. As far as the match, uh, a little bit of a back and forth uh, distraction with the you know with the whole Bailey and Nikki and the commentary doing their thing. You know, Nikki Cross, you know, salute to her. You know, I guess uh, they're trying to, I guess, have her compete crazy commentary on SmackDown, like, you know, Austin. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's the first thing that popped in my head. And I mean, that's, that, that is something I want to see. Oh, man. <laughs> that is. That's oh man! It'll be a William Regal angle all over again. <laughs> Let me just go butt fucking. May crazy. I have your attention, please? May <laughs> I have your attention, please? Wow. No, Peru. I mean, um, my fault. Go ahead, Nick. But snatch, I'll give it a match. I'll give it a match or two. Peru. So I just want to say, Sasha Banks one bad ass. She's fucking sexy. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yes, we and all agree on as that. As of next week, they will be the two-time WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Mark my motherfucking words. The end. Okay. I can actually probably count you on that. <laughs> so I'll actually say the same thing. Duke, you got the floor. You know what? I'll... This is what happened. Next week we gonna have another match. It's gonna be Bailey yeah. versus Alyssa Bliss. Then after that, next week after will be the tag will be a tag team match between Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Alyssa Bliss and and Nikki Cross. But this whole segment, I give it two shits. You and the RDC one world videos, huh? 
<laughs> oh my god, you're my guys over there. I fucked you though. <laughs> because if we take going to commercial break, coming back from commercial break, we get the recap of the Jeff Hardy and Elias angle. <sighs> they really capitalized. Oh god. This is stupid. Stupid Why? as fuck. Then we get the fourth match of the night. Cesaro with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Shorty G within this four minute bout. <laughs> with this four minute bout, Shorty G picks up the victory. With a pop up reverse power bomb pin. With a, with, a pop up, with a surprise pop up reverse power bomb pin. Thank you, Cesaro. Now we get this little teaser. So now let's just see what happens next week when it comes to these two. 3.75 stars. This was what I dubbed the show stealer. Yes, finally, underutilized guys getting in, getting a shot and saying, you know what, even if you got four minutes, we'll still try to make this shit work. Like, we gotta try to do something. Otherwise, they're lost in the fucking shuffle. This is why they overloaded that locker room with so much fucking talent. They got too much fucking programming to cover. Eliminate two other fucking bullshit programs, 205 Live, and um, what's the other one that they have? No, no, not NXT, not NXT UK. What's the other one? Main event? Main event. Main event. Yeah, can't yeah, cancel main those main two bull cancel yeah. those two bullshit dark shows. Like forget it. Oh. They're not trying to pull an AEW. Well, they've been pulling AEW, but it's not affected. But it's not affected when it comes to them. They have too much old you know, too much overloaded talent. The both of them, as I quote, underutilized. We get a taste of what we could potentially see be one classic in big performance match. I wish this would actually last five more minutes. I really wish that I could have seen Shoei G finding, finding his way back and still getting his ass beat. And Cesaro making him look good. And most importantly, it looked like Cesaro definitely deserves to be a top heel by himself. And he can speak. He, he can speak. He can talk. He's smart. He's intellectual. He's another Brody fucking Lee. That's all I got to fucking say. I'm done. This match between Chad Gable and Cesaro, I'm not going to call him that shorty G bullshit because this dude is too good in the ring to be called something gay like that. So, I'm going to go ahead and put that name and throw it in the garbage. This match, I wish was the first thing I seen instead of what I originally seen. If I can be honest with you. Because maybe the time that they gave that piece of shit segment in the beginning, they would have gave that match hopefully the same amount of time so that this match could go either or and it doesn't matter who would win. And this match would be double show stealer. It was double show stealer last night, but it would be double show starter and a show stealer because if there was any other match that was on the card last night that was gonna, you know, live up to the hype, this was a match that everybody would probably assume the less interest end up being the most entertaining, the most praised, the most talked about. Anything that's better than what we've seen. 
throughout the night, basically, almost. <clears throat> it wasn't some high school shit. I didn't have to go on TNT for some stupid ass commercial. <laughs> okay. You know, I didn't what shit. I said this on Raw or NXT. I said this either on Monday or uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, but either or I didn't get I didn't get mad to the point I went out and smoked. I think that was NXT. <laughs> I think it was that one that you said. What? <laughs> so, so if I can sit here and think about all the things that I've done throughout this week, I didn't do none of that with this match. <laughs> I know you. I know, I know you're holding it in so bad. That's why I'm cracking up inside. I'm not. I'm not trying to burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> because too, I'm legit sitting here thinking about everything I said about certain segments of these shows and how it made me feel. Like, I should have never walked in the room when SmackDown, anyways. The match was great for a short match. Um, I, I for one, didn't expect uh, Chad to win, but I like the fact that it was a win for Chad. I know I was kind of mixed feelings about it because I like Cesaro and I think Cesaro deserves better. Not saying that this match with Chad and the loss was something that, I don't know, it's kind of hard to put because you're looking at both guys that needed the win and that needed something to do. And you're looking at both guys that got, you know, potential. And I feel like this match, despite that it was good, I think the reason why it was good because I felt like it was a position where, all right, you guys are paired and y'all want the same thing. Show us why on live television or whatever the fuck that, you know, you deserve it. I felt like it was a match where it was a choice. It was like who's better than who. And, of course, when you have that above you and you want something and you got something to prove, you want to be 110%, no matter the fucking circumstances. So, um, so with that, I give this match a 3.5. Um, I would go a little higher, but it wasn't, it wasn't long for me. Um, it was one of those things where I wasn't ready for it to be done. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much about it. That's like I say about that. So I want to say I was shocked that Shorty G, fucking gay ass man, one okay, yo, I know, man, I can go on a tirade about all how I feel about WWE, but man, can we think about last year at this time? Well, not exactly at this time. Shinsuke was at the top. He was a heel. He was going against AJ Styles. Uh, for the for the WWE Championship, and what the fuck, man? What is going on? What are we doing? The Shorty G, man. I uh, next. <laughs> someone, someone had to part the keys with that car. <laughs> Dukes. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, all right. That shit got me tight, man. Pull over real quick. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's 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 all say this. Damn. Welcome back, Welcome back, Chad Gable. Welcome back, Chad Gable. How about that? You have a big wrestling. 
Welcome back. You haven't really been wrestling for a while. Good to see you back. Paper now bitch, I know you're not the, the smack, now I know you're not the hacker. So that's oh yeah, that's yeah. True. That's true. They did say that he was one of them. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. So now what? Now now that I make that now right, that list down to Ali. Ali, when you coming back, dog? SmackDown needs you. Xavier Woods, come on, come on back, dog. We need you. But this whole match. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead. Two shits and a boil to the flush. The chocolate is not in this one. <laughs> uh, so he can't see that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's time. I'm trying it so hard button, not to say it. it. But I'm giving this two shits and a flush. He had to let that one out. <laughs> You <laughs> said, hold that one in. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like this. Y'all, on the... <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's like y'all keep, y'all keep, like, when we say utilize talent, great, y'all utilize them, but y'all, y'all give them short matches. The best, the best utilization that I've seen of a, yes. of a wrestler was what Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak? Yes. And that was for the SmackDown. Oh, that was a good ass match. Tournament, and we all sat there and gave that. And I'll put this from that match. We all, all of us, sat there and gave it a round of applause. And I literally sat here and said that Drew Gulak <laughs> was like Dean Malenko, how he had those submission holds. Nobody can do submission holds like Dean Malenko. And I see that Drew Gulak, and just to see. What they doing to Chad Gable? My bad. Let, let, let me go with Vince McMahon real quick. Shorty G and how they treating Cesaro. And you have Sish Gable mm-hmm. at ringside. Child, please. Child, please. Boy, stop. Y'all, y'all, come on, dog. Child, please. Because at the end, if that was the case, if y'all try, if y'all try to make Cesaro and and Sinchke as a team, quote unquote tag team, then how about put them in a tag team match? Hell, have a go against New Day. They could be they could probably be your next tag team champions if you utilize them the right way. Because I'll put it like this: there's no one that's strong enough than Cesaro. There's no one that's hit harder than Sinchke, but yet they don't really utilize those two. Hell, Shorty G. My bad, Chad Gable. <clears throat> put him in a wait. Put him in a good wait, match. Dude, with, I just thought about with something. Dave right? Bryan. Now, Dave Bryan been well, now, bring this back to the opening segment, right? When they was when the cameraman trying to go, go beside that trailer uh, where the houses were. Who was the guy that was in the purple suit? Wasn't that supposed to be Kurt Angle's TV son? And his former tag team partner, yeah, oh, his, and his oh, former Lord. tag team partner. Was you going down that with that? Oh yes, I definitely would. Hell, bring Jason Jordan back. Bring Alpha. Bring American Alpha Part Three. Hell. <laughs> 
Because right now, because that's what makes me feel like watching SmackDown last night made me feel like was. I was on the, I was taking a little bit of that little boy. <laughs> and I was and I'm still on that right now. Mm-hmm. Can't be on that I know, right? Mm-hmm. But fuck the big show. Damn. <laughs> that's, that's listen, listen, <laughs> listen. And I'll put. Oh yeah, because you ain't wrestling no more. That's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll say. But here's one thing. <laughs> but but that's why I sat there. Remember what we said? Remember what I said? They told y'all I am not the big show no more. Who the hell said I'm that? The bad guy, Tomatonga. <laughs> I did. Remember when we tapped both the guys the show? He was stringing that DNA yeah. for the record, so he's been in his own age. Uh, so that means, for real, <laughs> you might as well have been in the whole Jinder Mahal thing, too. Because if Duke's can do it, then you can do it. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's the thing. But, but at least, at least with me, at least... <sighs> I actually fought. Hey, shut up. No, no, no. Just continue your point. Continue your point so we can move forward, please. Let's not go into this. (laughs) Yeah, no gender man today. But, but, from this whole entire thing, Uh uh-oh. Oh, it gives me, it's it's sad. But, I'm happy, I'm happy for Shorty G, Shad Gable to come back, but the whole entire thing gets. Oh my god! Two shits damn it! To the damn it! Bus. Damn it! You really give it two shits to the toy sleeper? Damn it! <sighs> well, I can't say anything more than that. Yes. Royally. Afterwards, we go to commercial break, and then coming back, mm-hmm. we get the Oisimani Rose hotel date. Ah, oh, you see Minnie Rose, the beautiful two-piece bathing suit. Can we skip oh, this bullshit? Damn, skip the bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I'm all greased out. That's <laughs> right. Minnie Rose in the fucking, <laughs> you know, you know, she was in a red two-piece bathing suit out there. Just chilling, relaxing. We see Otis. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They just did the reverse. Yeah. They did the reverse roles in this. Damn, this segment just, just yeah. everybody silent. Because you want, <laughs> because you really take a look at it from talking about Otis and Mandy. Otis is, Otis is right now. Hey, but anyway, it still right. goes. Then after yeah. we get this whole <laughs> girl get wet cannonball thing, uh, she decides to get in the pool again. So they didn't have a makeout session in there. Oh yeah, for Otis. Let's go, Otis. Um, if it wasn't for the whole beginning part, I probably would have been fine with this. But damn it, man, you really guys make this comedy thing a little bit too far, and then you're gonna make him look like a damn joke with that briefcase. So 
Maybe I'm about to be taking Mr. Morris' side on this because now they're making a mockery out of this thing. So I gave it a grade, but I'm disqualifying myself for this because maybe I was looking at it from the Mimi Rose perspective. Like, damn, hot piece of ass right there. Forget about Otis. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> but if I look at it as a whole now, now I'm like, ew, this is garbage. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Y'all want to talk about that? Go ahead. Only fucking thing that I'm gonna fucking say about this shit <clears throat> in a weird way, as unsettling in a way that this was. Um, it's almost like a foreshadow for Otis because in Mandy's dream, Otis was basically not Otis the character, basically, you know what I'm saying. He was talking his regular voice, whatever the hell he said to her, and then that's when they made out the first time. Um, so I was like, huh. So some people in the comment section said that with him doing that, he actually looks intimidating. I don't know which part, but whatever. If they took that and made it into a serious gimmick where he's just not giving a shit and beating the shit out of people like he was some beast and shirt. But, you know, of course, just like a dream, you end up waking up. She got wet. So, after she got wet, she went for a kiss. And we all know what happens after you go for a kiss. I'm sticking my finger in all her holes. Wink, wink. But yeah, mm. Mandy's wet. Let's 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 leave it at that, please. Drip, drip. Yeah. No, came through dripping. Drip, drip. Came through dripping. That's a play. Anyway, else got anything to say? Drip, drop, drop. Just leave it at that. Oh man. <laughs> look, look. All I gotta say is, oldest. Right. He probably says all fat dudes. That could that that could literally get if, uh, just watching that gives hope for every single fat dude from getting the, the baddest chick around. Because everybody all sat there and said it a while back. Before this before everything took place, how Manny Rose was was kinda re- reminding us of Trish Stratus. So basically, Otis got Trish Stratus' little daughter or little sister, whatever. And she's kind of looking right. Damn. Shout, shout out to Otis. I, I, I took a blunt. Uh, I'll, um, I'll take my bong in the air. This for you, dog. <sighs> well, afterwards, the cuffs the backstage. You get Kurt Angle gives his speech on um on the future and and on, on the future of SmackDown. Now Matt Riddle's coming to SmackDown now officially after next week. So that last cage match was just Swan Song apparently. 
uh, vid promo on the Matt oh, Riddle, I mean, on Matt Riddle's journey to NXT itself, and hyping them up to come to NXT, I mean, coming from NXT to SmackDown. Only reason why he's going to be on SmackDown because you know who has problems with him. He doesn't want him on Raw. That's the only reason why that they put him over there. They got no other fucking choice. B minus only because I gave yep. him a little bit of sympathy. Let's see what the fuck that they do, but that's not a bro, bro. And that whole kicking off your flip flops thing is gonna hit someone in the crowd. <laughs> now imagine with the fucking Pepsi glass. Now <laughs> we're gonna fucking kick it over this shit and it's gonna hit someone. Hmm. <laughs> no. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I'll pull like this. You take a look at it. Now, can you imagine Matt Riddle? Can you imagine Matt Riddle going against like a Drew Gulak, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles? Still now. booking decisions. Sinshke. Still booking decisions. It's still going to take a step match for Matt Riddle. So it depends on how he does and how he and how he handles himself is what is what's going to be graded. It's True. like once you go up to varsity, it's like now all eyes is on you. Now you got to think about that. You know what I mean? You you used to be a football player. Okay, so that's all this. Is. So the whole, all that's all that really going to be. He oh, just yeah. graduated. Ha ha. So yeah. Cuts the backstage again. <laughs> then we get Daniel Bryan prepping up for his for his semifinal match until we see she's. So we see Sheamus interrupting him to talk trash to him. And Dave Bryan just steps on his foot and walks away. I'll get you. This is some high school bullshit. And there's nothing really to talk about that. This is garbage. I gave it C minus, but now looking at that, it's garbage. And no disrespect to DB, that nothing to do with it. It's all because how the hell it was affected. And then it was the same thing with the Shuli G thing earlier. It's like the baby faces are running, are running the damn locker room right now. The nerd, I mean, the Revenge of the Nerds, part 15. Coming back for commercial break, we get the final match of the night. And this was a Intercontinental semifinal tournament. Um, Dan Bryan versus Sheamus. <sighs> the match was going good until up until we see Jeff Hardy come out and distract, distract this fucking man. Uh, and we get the running knee from Daniel Bryan to Sheamus. One, two, three. He gets away. He's going to the finals. And now it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for Intercontinental Championship. I don't know when the hell that's going to be. But I'm saving my anger and my fucking frustration for what the fuck are they doing? This is exactly what the hell I was saying earlier in the very opening segment. And then I saved that little bit of time right there. Now the rest of it is going to come out here. And I'm not trying to take up too much time. But this whole jet party that come out, who the hell bailed him the fuck out? Oh, Jesus. Wait, 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 hold on. This was a mockery. <laughs> this was a total fucking no. Please. I mean, Matt, so you mean tell me that Matt Hardy, Hardy is going to come out of Woodworks, drive down from Jacksonville within an hour and a half <laughs> and still be able to take him back to the show? Come on now. Come on. That makes no goddamn sense, boy. Stop it, please. Just this whole thing is no. fucking ridiculous. I wrote down what the fuck, how, why is he even back? <laughs> Like he's back apparently. How the fuck did he how the fuck did he get out of jail? Supposedly. What the hell was his charges? Uh driving my black, driving my white. <sighs> mm. What? You know what? Just, Sorry. 
I feel like I feel like throwing my phone at the TV and breaking my TV last night. That's how much I felt. I felt like taking a sledgehammer and completely smashing my TV. I really would like a new one right by now, but that's but that's beside the point. But just really, this is what made this is why people like me go to anger management. This is why people like me go to therapy. For the shit like this that drives you insane to the point where that now it's like it's so you're so used to it by now that it's like a virus. It's toxic. This shit was toxic to the max. Chef Harley, please leave. Like, please. Please, for the grace of God, please leave that company. Just please, for God's sakes. Like, I don't know who the hell is the I don't know who the hell is working with him behind the scenes in this whole storyboard writing bullshit. But now, if I see him get if I see him get an opportunity or squeeze in to a um to a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship and win, I swear to you, on every fucking level, I will never watch SmackDown until I hear the magic words. He is being released, or he's not signing a contract, and his contract has fucking expired. Now you not make me. Now you might. Now you don't. Now you make me not even not even want to even watch the show anymore. I'm fucking done. You killed me with this. Come to me. I I I I, 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 I mean I, I just wish I just wish I can drive down to I can drive down to Stanford, Connecticut. Go to that WWE building's office. Wait for this to come the fuck downstairs, and I'm gonna punch him dead in the fucking face. I'm gonna run That's out as fast as I fucking can. I'm gonna I'm gonna run out as fast as I fucking can, jump in the car, and peel off. This is how upset I am. This is how upset I am. This is how pissed off I am. This is how saddened I am as a fan that I really gotta watch this so much for a comeback story. You lay a lot of little kids down. Jeff, WWE, the head writers, Bruce Pritchard, the whole damn yards, shebang bang, alcohol, drug, whatever the fuck you want to call this ecosystem of what we had here at the end of this match. The end of the show. Like, this is going to be some, some big-ass pop if a crowd was there. I would have been throwing my shit at him. What the fuck? This is stupid. Like what the fuck? Like yo, I, I would have had this sign that says Jeff, please leave WWE, and they would have blown my shit out on television. They would not want that on. They will not want that on their programming. That's all I fucking say about this. I'm disappointed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that actually looking at this Jeff Hardy ending. Now, if I actually see him involved in any type of way next week and him wrestling and shit, I'm telling you. Or if he's involved in the Intercontinental Championship match, I'm not watching SmackDown anymore. I'm done. I, I, I stick to my Mondays and Wednesdays and just say Fridays are now, are now go for days. I'm done. I'm finished. As I swung on my blunt, Nick, please take over the fucking floor if I lose my damn composure again. So... Y'all started the show off by having him getting arrested. Then something happened at some happened at the end of the show that deep in the dark spaces of my brain that I hope to God wasn't going to happen. I really didn't want it to happen. Because I've seen so many times and scenarios where guys get arrested, you know, storyline wise. 
Case in point, how many times did Stone Cold get arrested back in the Attitude Era? And how many times that on the same night he came back? It worked and it popped back in the day. But you see, the huge difference with that is, is that there was no story in the background of him having alcohol, excuse me, alcoholism or drug addiction or anything in that matter like Jeff Hardy. So it, if there was only one thing from Stone Cold's personal life that came to light that WWE, you know, tossed around a good few times was this man's firing and the way he got fired and his relationship with bosses. And we all know what we talking about when I, you know, when I bring that up. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole episode in itself. But my thing is with Jeff Hardy, you know, you know the story. You know, and the last thing you want to do is to mock it, especially if there are those that suffer through them in real life. You don't want to make or show the wrong impression of it. So, when it comes to this match, like, I like matches between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan. I always have. I had, you know, I did back in 2012. You know what I'm saying? And they tore it up back then, besides that WrestleMania match where he lost in 18 seconds. You know, besides that match, they always had good chemistry with each other. You know what I'm saying? But, look, I'm going to be doing this a little bit early because I'm not going to get my point across without mentioning them. But if there was anything that I would change is the fucking ending of the match because, like I said, the one thing that I didn't want to happen happened. And that was Jeff Hardy coming back at the end of the fucking night. So, if there was anything that I would cancel from this fucking show, it would be a few things. It would be the segment and anything that in, that's involved with the segment in itself. And I'm saying this now because I'm disqualified from fantasy booking because this is how I'm going to fucking rate this whole goddamn thing. Um, let's see. I'm going to cancel the segment. And I'm going to also cancel Jeff Hardy's contract. Term, burn that motherfucker down. I don't care if that shit's breached, okay? At the end of the day, anywhere is better than here. Okay? As long as you in WWE, you're going to be made a joke. Your drug, if you was a person that had drug issues, it's going to be constantly thrown in your face. And... One more thing to say about this before I rate this match a one, and that is, um, honestly, if there's anything that I learned from last night, especially with Jeff Hardy as a whole, with this whole episode, is just that WWE will always have the past against you. It doesn't matter how good or how well, how awesome you became. You know what I'm saying? If Drew McIntyre was on the same boat, I don't think he'll be WWE champion. Period. Mm. And that's just my opinion. Because Drew is a good athlete. But Kurt Angle had a fair share of troubles before coming back to the WWE, and look how they treated him. And look who his last match, quote-unquote, his retirement match was against. And we all know and knew who he really wanted to face. So if you are a legend and a Hall of Famer, it just doesn't give a shit. Because if you wanted something, WWE's not going to give it to you. It's all about your past. 
and Jeff Hardy's on that boat. Jeff Hardy, he doesn't have to sit there and go through this shit. But he is. So I'm not going to sit and act like he's innocent. Because I done said in the beginning of this episode that I've seen his comeback story already. This whole him coming back to screw Seamus, okay, it makes this whole fucking thing pointless because, duh, Seamus did it. So Mama Joe just fucking talk shit about this dude's drinking when they were beefing not that long ago. So if this is going to be like every rivalry, we're going to talk about this man's drinking. But y'all don't have the audacity to tell us what he was drinking because maybe I want to get that bottle. Do me a favor. But I'm not going to drink and drive. Advertise some liquor. I'd rather that than this shit. But... Uh, like I said, I give this match a one. I already said my piece on everything else about the show and this shit itself. So all yeah, right. Peru, you I got the floor. I know afterwards you gotta go. So man, yo, Nick, 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 oh fire today, pew pew pew. And I said this earlier. I was like, yo, this is some bullshit that's gonna happen later on. And look, Jeff Hardy came, must got an escort back to the arena, and screwed. Sheamus, which we knew this was going to happen, they could have found some other way to make this happen without the stupid drugs, st- uh, the, the the whole drinking and driving thing. Because DUI is nothing to be, you know, joke about. Like that shit is not nothing to joke about. People lie, people lose lives on a daily basis because of DUIs. Lastly, uh, this match and this whole entire episode of Friday Night SmackDown gives it two shits and a toilet seat flush. Cringeworthy. From the beginning, cringeworthy, all the way to the fucking end. Horrible show, horrible writing. Like I would like to know why they sitting there at these meetings and be like, yeah, this is going to be a good show. Man, look at the reading the script and everything. Man, it's going to be a good show. And come on now. This is fucking stupid, horrible, tasteless, and insensitive to everybody that lost somebody to DUIs or people going through DUIs. So this match, the show, straight up two shits. And the Royals win a Royal Flush. All right, Carew. I know you're going to be able to play the fancy booking game, but knowing you, just pick a segment real quick. Take the whole fucking show. All right. You heard from him, folks. Carew, I will see you. I will hear from you on Tuesday for Monday Night Raw. All right, man. Love you guys, man. Be safe. Love you too, brother, man. Dude, you got the floor. You already know, bro. Just fucking say it. It's hard. It's hard. I, I'm trying not to say this. Fuck it. Fuck it. Two shits of the tossy fuss. This whole entire thing. Although, like, like the last time I see someone got arrested early in the show and they came back towards towards the end of the show was the shield and when they had to go against what? Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre. That was the last time I had seen that. And there was never, there was never a DUI or anything like thereof. Now I know what Paul Paul did was he was that they filed was Jim Bean. Now I'm kind of drinking that right now. Shit, <laughs> Jim Bean let you know, but it it hurts. Look, this whole segment hurts 
not only fans of Jeff Hardy, but it hurts Daniel Bryan. It hurts even Sheamus. Hell, I probably even hurt Michael Cole. And he was the one who had announced this shit. So everybody from WWE, come here. I'll give me your ear. And I'm, I'm since everybody doing that little fancy booking, I'm doing one mines a little bit early. Everything, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> from the whole segment, get the fuck out of here. From how y'all treat Jeff Hardy, get the fuck out of here. This whole time, sorry, the film moment, uh, get the fuck out of here. Matter of fact, <laughs> who, who's, who's Pritchard? Come in. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. This whole time. You punch him. If I see Vince McMahon right now, get the fuck out of here. If I see. No, no. No, 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 no. I'm going to go old school. I'm going to go how high. I'm going to get the bee powder. Let me get that bee powder. And it's back fire. And then, and then run. Okay, he might give me a rush, but I can probably do, I can probably do some little oh, oh, like oh. this. This is the bullshit y'all put y'all posted up. And from that alone, it's up. Well, and that's the end of the damn show. Um, I get the overall damn thing, a whole damn makeover. I might even watch this piece of shit. That makes no goddamn point. Like really, this makes no goddamn point. Even talking to shit and it's you for the opinion because Dean Bryan didn't even be deserving that. So, no, 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 no. Let me go first. So, because no, no, I got something different. Okay. Yeah, welcome us back. My fault. That was technical difficulty because I went out of my boundary. I would help my system bring large reps this. Long and short of it, I only get this whole overall show one musical start because Shorty G, because Shorty G's match, Chad Gibbs, and Daniel Bryan's match. That's it. And I gave the floor to Youngblood before I got disconnected. Um. Yeah. Like I said, I canceled the whole... F- well, here's the thing. I canceled everything involved with the whole Jeff Hardy thing, and I canceled that man's contract. He needs to dip. Because I done addressed. As long as that man stays there, he's always going to be labeled as a junkie. So, they're not going to move past that, and that's why I think he needs to leave. So, that's all I would say about that. Oh, yeah, and I give this show... uh good channel switch and a good flipping around of not watching it fully because that's how it was last night so um yeah so this was uh this was this was a chump stain that, that's all i gotta say about this show dude you know what i'm shout out to um 
Uncle Fats because legit, I must go. Must see him out real quick. I give two shits and a fuck you. <laughs> well, this was a whack show of SmackDown, then, folks. Whack ass show. And what's the no point of playing the fancy booking game? Because we would change the whole damn car <laughs> anyway. Haha. <laughs> yeah. It. This whole shit would have got rearranged. The whole nine yards. It would be a whole new script if we was writers. So that's the end mm-hmm. of our damn show. Thank you, boys, for taking the opportunity. Thank you, the listeners, for tuning in, especially all these technical difficulties that's been going on lately. Really appreciate that. A lot more ass time was on. Our next episode will be Tuesday. We will be recapping the upcoming Monday Night Raw. What's going to happen then? Jesus fucking Christ. Shout out to our fellow. Um, my fellow OTTR member, Wise, for about to be debuting his podcast in the bit of real, real soon, and we're gonna be his first guest. So we're gonna get ready to get propped up for that, yo. You already know. As I said earlier, and I'm gonna say it again, probably for a short period of time. Hashtag support OTTR, OTTR. Hashtag support local podcast. Hashtag off the top podcast. Hashtag off the top ropes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All the top ropes, all in one, no spaces. So I already gotta say about that, man. And um, have a good weekend, boys. Y'all gotta just do your plug in. Y'all do your plug in before we dip. Uh, yeah, you already know how it is, peoples. Um, first and foremost, for those that actually do follow me on Clutch and then see that I put this podcast out there for them to see and to be introduced or be reintroduced, those that are new. Um, I would like to thank y'all for following us here. And um, we appreciate the fact that you are listening or giving us a chance and giving us a play because each play and just like my followers on my mixer, by the way, which you will find me there under my clutch name, same name, Youngblood08214. As a matter of fact, that is my gamer tag to my Xbox One. If anybody that has a system that want that ass whooped, you know where to find me. Um... Other than that, keep pressing play. Give your boy a follow and have a nice day. Dude, that's for so you plug in. So let's get the hell out of here. Uh, shout out to all the hoes out there. You know, I love your hoes. Your hoes make me feel good. Um, shout out to all the weed smokers, the drinkers. I love the smoke, love the drink. All the partiers. You know, we in um in a room. Road pandemic right now, but later on, everything opens up. Trust, trust, and believe. I'm wild out with y'all, so I'm down alone. That's all that I can say right now because I had to watch the whole entire SmackDown make my stomach hurt. Even talking about it make my stomach hurt. Shit. That just gave me a migraine just now. Um, so I got said the more on the last. I said it before the COVID nineteen situation. Y'all know what the hell to do. And rest in peace to our fellow black people that's been really been been murdered in unfortunate circumstances. And this world's really gonna turn upside down, folks. Let's all band together as one and unite as one. <sighs> Take care of yourself and each other.